Well, hey, hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 123. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is five ways to make your product stand out and sell on Amazon. And I wanted to do this because I get a lot of emails, a lot of people saying, Scott, isn't the marketplace just getting so saturated with private labelers? How are we ever going to compete? Or I just launched a product and I see a bunch of other people coming on the scene now. What do I do? What is the next move? What is the strategy? What is the hack? Right. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my thoughts on this, where I think that we should be moving towards, what things I'm working on, and I'll give you some ideas on how you can really dig down into your competitors and figure out what you can do differently to make your product stand out amongst the sea of other products. All right. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to be pulling up a post that was inside of our TAS Facebook group that uh, someone posted and wanted some opinions or wanted their advice or they wanted us to take a look at it and say yay or nay, all right? And they kind of shared the numbers in the Jungle Scout, the screenshot, all that stuff. So I'm gonna actually go through that quickly and I'll give you my thoughts on it. And I think it really does illustrate depth in the market and I think that's something else that people are struggling with. So I wanted to do that in this episode. The other reason why I'm really fired up, I'm really fired up, is because in a couple of days, my family and I, we're heading to Disney. That's right. We're heading to Disney. My youngest daughter is seven years old, so she's going to have an amazing time. Uh, my son is 17. My other daughter is 20, and uh, they're still excited. I mean, my son's even talking about, I'm going to go on Buzz Lightyear again. I mean, when he was little, he would go on Buzz Lightyear, and we loved it, and uh, he's he's super excited to go on that as well, plus the roller coasters and all that. But yeah, we're really excited to do a little short mini vacation here, going for, I think, four nights, five days. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that, visiting with my father and stuff, because uh, he lives in Florida. Florida. And uh, yeah, I think my biggest thing is, is we're going to be leaving Brody behind. We can't bring him on the plane. I mean, we could, but uh, we're not going to do that. And uh, we have someone here doing some uh, house sitting for us. So yeah, it'll be okay. But anyway, enough on that. But that's another reason why I'm a little, I'm a little jacked up today. I'm a little excited. Well, not that I could be any more excited than any other episode, right guys? I mean, I I do get uh, kind of excited when I get behind the mic here and when I get to talk about this stuff. The other thing is real quick, if you guys are not following me on Periscope, you might want to do that if you're interested in hearing my daily rants or uh, things that I'm discussing or I mean just the other night I videoed myself or I was on Periscope as I was responding to a question through an email how I was going to try to speed up my process by recording a message and uh, maybe doing like a voice recorder where it transcribes it into text because you guys all know I don't really like typing it's one of my biggest pain points uh, because I'm not good at it Uh, so I'm trying to find another way that I can buzz through my email and answer all of them and, uh, and I did that live on a Periscope. So if you guys are not following me on Periscope and you wanted to, definitely check me out on Periscope. All you have to do is go to Periscope. It's an app for your phone. Search Scott Volker. You'll find me, follow me, and then whenever I do a new Periscope, you'll be alerted and you can go ahead and watch. And it's also, I think it's good for two days and then after that, it goes away. But we are recording them as well and then uploading them to YouTube. So yeah, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. I'll probably do one after I get off here too in a little bit. So Anyway, that's enough on that. One last thing I want to do, and I haven't done this in a while, and I wanted to uh, read an iTunes review. I have not done that, and this one's actually very, very funny. Uh, the, the headline is that, and you would think from the headline it was bad, uh, but uh, it actually turns out that uh, it was really, really good, and I wanted to, uh, again, remind you guys that I do read these each and every week. They inspire me. They motivate me to continue doing this podcast, so thank you for doing that. I really, really do appreciate it. This one here, here's the headline. You ready? It says, only because you won't shut up about it. 
<laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, it's a five star though. So what's this guy mean? So it's, uh, it's Ali, Ali Dell, I believe it is, or I think that's how you pronounce your name, Ali. I, I, I apologize. Again, you guys all know that. I always put a disclaimer there. Not really good with names. So I apologize. But anyway, here's what he says. Hey, Scott, dude, for real, I wish I could give you six stars. This podcast is the bee's knees, stellar information that can be directly applied to FBA. I listen to your podcast every day at work. It's honestly like I'm getting paid at my nine to five to get real world FBA consultation from FBA Kingpin. Kingpin. I don't know about that one. Um, thank you so much for putting this on. It seriously helped me tremendously with finding a product, promoting it, and starting to create another income stream. Stream. You're the man. Cheers, Ali Dell. Okay, so awesome. Thank you so much for that. That was cool, and I'm glad that you feel like you're getting paid to listen to uh, to me rant and to me talk about this stuff on a weekly basis. So thanks so much for that. And if you guys have not left an iTunes review and you wanted to do that. You guys would be even more awesome than you already are, which you guys are pretty awesome to begin with. But hey, if you wanted to do that, head over and do that. That would be awesome. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into the discussion here today, right? The the tips that I want to share with you that I think will help you moving forward as far as taking products, making them different, making them stand out. Now, there's a lot of different things that you can do, okay? But we're going to touch on five of them right now, okay? And I'm going to buzz through these. We'll talk about them, and then I'm going to give you some tips to also be able to dig down into your competitors and uh, and some other little you can call them hacks, whatever you want to call them, but just like little tricks that you can use to uh, to dig down into a market. Because again, let me kind of back up, let me rewind a little bit and say that I've said this in the past: when you're when you're uh, going after a product, you really want to go after the market. You want to find the market and find the market that actually has needs and wants, and then you want to be able to fill them, and then you'll be set for life if you can cater towards that market or to that market. All right, so. Let's start off. Number one, and this is a really easy way to separate yourself from everyone else, and that is bundling or accessories or both, okay? So what we mean by that is if you have a product and everyone is selling that exact same product just with their logo on it, well, that's going to be hard to separate yourself. That's almost is it's almost as bad as doing retail arbitrage and then everyone is selling on the same listing. Now, yes, you have your own listing, so that's one advantage, but you're still, you know, amongst, you know, 16 on a page, you guys are all pretty much identical. Then the people are going to be basing off their decision from price or the review count, right? And usually it is going to start whittling down your profit margins because everyone is going to be, you know, battling on price. And when that happens, that becomes really, really hard to, uh, to, you know, keep going in this. It's almost like the buy box thing, right? It's like if you have one product and people start either hijacking a listing or they, you know, you have a major brand that you're selling and you're retail arbitraging, then the buy box is the problem, right? Well, in this case, this could be the same thing if you have the same exact product. And I don't mean just changing the color, although that would be one way to separate yourself if no one else is getting that color and that color is really hot and no one else can get that color because you found a way to get it colored and they couldn't get it. That would be the only way. But I would more or less myself think of this as a way to separate yourself using 
bundles or accessories or both. So like an example would be if you had a garlic press and then you knew that people wanted or were buying together a garlic press and then a garlic uh, you know, holder or a garlic sack or a garlic, a garlic, garlic, a garlic container, right? Uh, so that would be a way that you could take those two products and merge them together. I have one of my students right now, Rich Kibble, who has done this. He took two products that were selling pretty well, but they were becoming saturated. He was able to take those two products, find suppliers and they were different suppliers at the time and it was a little bit more work because now he had two different shipments coming in he had to take those two put them in a box and then ship them into amazon because that's how you have to do a bundle but by doing that he was able to create himself a better bundle a better deal and people didn't have to go and buy in two different locations okay so it's always i mean you've always heard that too it's like a one-stop shop right if you can make that easier for the customer it's going to make it a no-brainer. And if you're also going to be less expensive, because let's face it, if you bought, you know, if you bought the garlic press for $19.95 and then the garlic sack or the garlic container or whatever, and you bought that for separately, I'm talking. If you bought that for $19.95, so you got two of those, it's like 40 bucks for the two, but now you're able to come in there and offer it for $29.95. Well, that's a better deal, and you're probably going to be able to do that because all you're doing is taking two products and merging them together. All right. So that's that's just a, you know, it's an example that, uh, that you could definitely act on. And again, it's kind of like the same thing as accessories. If you have a popular product, but you know, you know that people are also wanting this little accessory that's going to make, maybe it's a cleaning brush. Maybe it's a cleaning brush that cleans out those little fine holes inside the garlic press. And I know that this has been done. I'm just using this as an example so you can kind of visualize that. But that's what I mean. Like something that would clean the garlic press or maybe the garlic press has a, a bag that comes with it with the cleaner or maybe it comes with the garlic press and uh, and then from the garlic press, you've got also a, a clip that you can hang it or I, I don't know, I Again, I'm making things up here, but you'd have to do that research to see what people are also saying that they want or that they're buying with it. Now, you can do this a couple of different ways, and I'll, I'll share them in a little bit, but just remember, when you listen to your market, and you can listen to your market by having that fan page that maybe you are you know creating that's all about Italian cooking, right? So if you created a fan page about Italian cooking, not a garlic press, well, all of these Italian, you know, Italian, not Italian people necessarily, people that like to cook Italian food, they're going to be talking about what they like to use in the kitchen. And they're going to like, you know, they're going to talk about, you know, what accessories that they use. And then you can start thinking about maybe coming up with a kit, maybe coming up with some type of bundle that has three different things together that are related, but they're in that same space. So you know that they would probably want all three of them. So I hope that makes sense, and I know that I kind of went a little bit long on number one here, but that's really what you need to do. Moving forward, we need to think about ways to separate ourselves, even if it's just taking something, like I said, and creating a bundle, or if it's taking and creating accessories or adding accessories to it. But the other thing you can do, too, is you can say, well, maybe I just want to make it different, so I'm going to make a different handle design because people are talking about, you know, they want it to be a rubber handle onto a stainless steel when that's not really common, but people say that that it slips so i'm going to i'm going to fix that problem that's another thing that you can do as well but we won't get into that one right now but that's number one is is it's a really easy way to do it is to bundle and to do accessories that's a great way to separate yourself and let's face it when you do that it makes it harder a lot of times to get those two products 
from the same manufacturer maybe. So because of that, it's going to make it harder for someone to copy you, right? They're going to have to find that other thing. Now, you may have a manufacturer that does have both of those products or has access to those products and that's fine and someone else could do that. But remember this, it also makes it where the price for that that, you know, that unit, let's call it like that package is going to be a little bit more expensive. Instead of it being $5, it might cost you $10. Well, that again, it, it weeds out some people that are just, they're strapped for cash and they're just getting into this thing and they only want to spend five bucks per unit. Well, now you've automatically went up to where you're going to start, you know, kind of weeding out people that way too, just because it's going to cost more to get in the game. All right. So that's number one. Number two, position to a certain market. And this can be done with ad copy. So for an example, if you're targeting the industrial, not the industrial market, the um, let's say the professional chef, well, you would put on your garlic press in your ad copy, in the title, in your description, your bullets, it'd really be laser focused for the professional chef. So it wouldn't just be like, you know, the professional chef, you know, or, you know, it's, it's a, it's something that that's used by them. You're going to actually call it something that when they look at it, it's going to be like, oh wow, that thing is made for the professional chef. I'm getting that because a professional chef needs these certain features on this particular item. And then you're going to build them into that product. And then you're going to call out those features. So when I'm scanning through there, if I just see generic stuff, garlic press, garlic press, garlic press, but then I see that it says design specifically for the professional chef or the chef, and it has X, Y, Z. And then immediately, if I'm a professional chef, I'm targeting that, that narrow niche, right? It's not just a garlic press that every kitchen can have. It's now it's filtering out some of those, you know, of the people that are, you know, just having it for their kitchen, but they're also, you know, they can use it and they may want to buy it. I know myself personally, I've bought stuff that said professional on it because I wanted a better grade. I thought it was going to hold up longer. It was going to be, you know, more durable. You just kind of envision that when you, when you hear professional, uh, you know, or designed for professional chef or professional, whatever you kind of think that it's made better. You just do. So again, ad copy can be a huge thing, but when you target it towards people, another example would be like, you know, targeting it, not, a garlic press, but something for just women or targeting something for just teenagers or targeting something for, uh, you know, over 40 women or just, you know, uh, you know, over a certain age or maybe for senior citizens or, you know, maybe it's for the tomato gardener, you know, so you, you're, you're taking a specific item and then you're, you're tailoring the message to that market. But it could really, it could really be used in five other markets, but we're just, we're, we're customizing the copy so it really calls out and says that it's specifically designed for this market. So I hope that makes sense. And I, I kind of ran it there again and rambled a little bit, but that's kind of what I do. You guys know that. So number three is, and this is something again that I've even said that I'm not interested in doing right now, but I'm thinking about it moving forward is going after oversized items. This here makes it really a lot harder to get in the game because you have usually a bigger item means more expensive. And then when that happens, obviously we weed out people because people are saying like, I only want to spend $5 per unit or I only want to spend $10 per unit. When you get an oversize, it might cost you $15 a unit or $20 a unit, but you're going to be able to charge 60 for it, right? So as you start to build this business, then yes, you'll want to add those oversized products or the ones that might weigh a little bit more that are going to have to get transferred here on boat, right? So all of those other obstacles that most people aren't going after, that's going to eliminate a lot of the competition because you're going after something that's harder to, you know, obtain or to achieve. So 
you know, by doing that, you're filtering out a bunch of the competition, right? So that's another way moving forward. Now, again, if you're just starting, that might not be an option, but it is an option, right? So it might just be starting small. Now, I know Tayson Whitaker, you guys heard me talk about him. He was on the show as well. And, you know, he talks all about, he went after an oversized item and a more expensive product. He started with one unit. He bought one unit through AliExpress. He got it. He got it as a sample, really. And then he took that item. He listed it on, on uh, you know, Amazon. And then from there, he sold it. He doubled his money or tripled his money, whatever he did. And then he bought more. And then he did the same thing, ran out of inventory, did it again. And he kept doing it and doing it and he kept building up his cash flow and he kept, and he kept uh, you know, selling these, these units. Now, his thought pr- uh, process was, I could sell one unit, right, and make as much as I sold as if I was to sell three or four of the smaller units. So his mindset was kind of like a bigger ticket price. I can sell one and then make this, you know, the same as if I was to sell four of the smaller products. So, and he's also, you know, in that, uh, you know, you know, in, in the place where he doesn't have as much competition because it's a bigger item, right? So that's an option guys. Okay. And even though I don't technically go out there and say, this is what you should do when you're starting, but if you have the capital and if you don't mind dealing with the, you know, the shipping issues and the freight forwarding and all that stuff, you know, then go for it. And that's something that I'm definitely thinking about moving forward in this business. Okay. Four kind of relates to three going after the higher priced items. Now these don't have to be oversized, but if you go after higher priced items, what's that usually mean? It means that you're going to be spending more for the item yourself. So like I said, if you find an item that's $20 your cost and you're going to sell it for 80, well, that's great. The profit margin's awesome, but you're also going to have to spend a lot more money to get 500 units, right? So Unless you have the capital to invest in that, it's a harder game to get in involved into. But with that being said, once you start getting other products rolling and you're taking that money and rolling it back into the business, you may want to go down that path. And again, I am looking into that. I'm going to start going after a little bit more expensive products. I might start looking at the products that I could sell for between $45 and $65 because I know that that's a whole nother tier that there's not a lot of people in there right now because it's harder to get in the game, right? So that's number four. And number five is to create your own customized product. And I've got a few people right now that I've talked to personally. I've got someone in my class that's actually done this and they created their own mold, their own product, and they've done it all themselves because that's their background. But not everyone has the capability of that. So here's how you could do it. You could have your supplier create your own mold. And what I mean by that is if you have a garlic press and you want it to be a specific length and size and uh, maybe the handle and all that stuff, they can do that for you. Now, it's going to cost money to do that. It could cost an extra three grand. It could cost an extra 10, 15, 20 grand, right? But once you create that, we know that the garlic press is selling, but we know that a lot of people want a certain type, but no one's really making that. That's a great opportunity for you to customize a product, but only my personal opinion here is only when you've already got your feet wet, you've already got some sales on other products and you're kind of in that space now and you know what your market wants, right? You don't want to just go and try to invent something and hope that it's going to sell. That's another big mistake that people make. They try to think about what people would want and then they, you know, make the product, invest a lot of money and then it doesn't sell. 
you know, and, and they wonder why. Well, because they didn't validate it with real money and they didn't see sales coming through Amazon. Amazon is a great testing ground as well before you actually put out hard, you know, hard money, right? You, you want to test and validate. And I see a lot of people making that mistake. All right. So let's recap them. And then I'm going to give you some tips on how we can find how to make our products a little bit better, how we can write better ad copy and all that stuff. So five tips, right? We just went over them. One, and this is the easiest way, create bundles and use accessories either in the bundle or just as add-ons, okay, that are going to be able to be included inside of that. So maybe your one product isn't going to be a bundle, but it's going to be kind of like a bundle because you're going to have the garlic press and the garlic press is going to come with the, the cleaning brush, right? That's a package. And just for those of you that don't know, when you do this, when you take and you bundle something, it has to be in the same container or the same bag or the same box and it has to have its own UPC code. I get a lot of people that say, well, what if I was to just sell the garlic press and then the brush separately and then I was going to bundle them? All three of those have to have their own SKU, okay? Their own UPC code, all right? So that's that, number one, bundling and accessories. Two, position it to a certain market. Let your product talk to a certain market, okay? That market like maybe it's targeted for just women, Maybe it's just targeted for teenagers or women over 40 or men over 40 or the tomato gardener or the fly fisherman or whatever, right? Okay. Let it speak to that particular market. Okay. Three, go oversized. Start looking into oversized items. Again, going to be probably a little bit more expensive. They're going to be a little bit more of a hassle because you have to have them shipped by boat because it's not going to make sense to do them uh, through DHL Air or FedEx or any of those. So going over the oversized, going after the oversized rather, uh, is, is definitely an option. Four, going after higher priced items, again, makes it really hard for other people to just enter the market and get involved, right? Five, create your own customized product. Start thinking about how you can create a custom mold, a custom something that is within that product that you only have the rights to, okay? And that might be even something you have to even patent down, down the line, right? So a whole bunch of other things come into the mix, but it's, it's all possible. These are all things that you can do. The easy way of just taking a product and launching there, I've never said that it's an easy way. It's, it's easy in the sense that all you have to do is find something that's selling and then private label it and then make it a little bit different and then add a couple of things to it and then now you're off to the races. That is pretty easy considering if you were to invent a product and go through all of the, all of the process uh, you know, to do that and to go back and forth with you know, engineers and designers and all that stuff, that's a whole nother ball game. But it is easy to get in the game. It doesn't mean that it's easy to start selling and, and getting sales and all that. It takes work, all right? So tips here for you, okay? Here's the tips I want to say. And this is what you can do just to really dig into your market and see about these products and what you can do to make them better. So number one is read reviews of, com- of your competitors and look at the negative stuff. Look at the negative reviews, the feedback. And then from there, learn from it, make it better. Okay, it's all right there. I I don't know a time when we've ever been able to really hear what people have said that have used a certain product and hear what they're complaining about other than hearsay, right? Someone might say, yeah, I just had a customer come in the store the other day and complained about this, right? These people are, it's, it's right out there. It's public. We get access to it. So take advantage of that. Also take advantage of the positive. Take advantage of what people really like about it and you'll also start to find who's using the product. That's where you can customize that message for your product. If you start seeing that that garlic press, that's a standard garlic press, most professional chefs are using it, then now you know that it's it can be positioned for that. It's in the messaging now, 
right? Okay. Uh, the second thing is looking at the related products in Amazon. Just look and see what they say that people are searching for. What are the, the you, you put in garlic press and then you look at the related searches and you can see Amazon is putting it there because they treat you as a customer going there to buy something. Take advantage of that. All right. You also can go to Google, search the keyword planner, type in your, uh, your keyword, let's say garlic press, and then see what it comes back is, or it comes back at with all of these different suggestions of what people are searching for. And then you're going to maybe see a product that someone's searching for that's related to that product. And you're like, oh, light bulb, here we go. Let's see. I never knew about that, right? So you look at the Google searches that people are making around garlic press, and then you're going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know people are searching for not just a garlic press, but maybe a lemon press or, you know, something like that. So it might give you a whole nother product idea by doing that or accessories, because now you're going to see other search terms that are coming up that are around that main keyword. And then that's going to give you ideas of things that you could possibly bundle it with. And you can also see how people are using it, what people are searching for. All of that stuff is data and information that you can take and use to your advantage. Google ads, same thing. When you search that keyword, look at the Google ads all the way around that particular search. And then that'll give you ideas of what other people are spending money on to get in front of for that keyword search. All right. And then the last thing is looking at your competitor's product line. Take your competitors, go into their brand. If they have more than one product, you're going to see other products that they're that they're uh, selling. And then from there, you're going to be able to look at that data, especially if you're using Jungle Scout. I do this with Jungle Scout. I'll use the extension. I'll click on that brand and then I'll go ahead and I'll run Jungle Scout. And then I'll go ahead and I'll see what products they're selling and what ones are selling the best. That's exactly what I do. Wow, we uh, we covered a lot there, and I still got a couple things that I wanted to touch on because I told you I was going to talk about that uh, one post in Facebook, which has to do with product research. So that's why I wanted to uh, I wanted to dive into that real quick. So let me go ahead and pull this up, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read it to you. So this one here was submitted by Barry Kane. So Barry. Uh, Thanks for uh, for reaching out to the TAS community, and uh, I see that you got a, a bunch of comments and stuff here. So uh, yeah, it's definitely something that you should be doing if you're not. Go over to the Facebook group. The TASers over there will definitely jump in and uh, and help give some feedback. So this is what uh, what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a Jungle Scout screenshot. I'm looking at the category is, is blacked out and the product name is blacked out, obviously, uh, because he doesn't want to reveal this idea. And then this is the numbers that, I, that I'm looking at, okay? I'm not looking at so much the rank. I'm not looking at the price, which there is two columns for that. I'm looking at estimated sales and I'm I'm looking at the reviews. Those are the two things that I'm looking at first. So as I'm moving through here, I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, estimated sales. The first, the first listing was 838 sales a month. 458 was the second. The third is 293, 1463 for four and 581 for five. And six is 343. Seven is 46. Eight is 70. Nine is 45 and so on, right? So you can see here that there's not really a huge amount of depth for this market. You guys heard myself and Greg Mercer talk about this uh, back in episode 56, and this was what Greg looks at, is you know he looks at the top 10, and he needs to see 3,000 units sold per month for all 10 combined, 
right? But you wouldn't want to see one at like 2000 and then the rest of them are like 50 and 25 and, you know, 54 and 72. And then that makes up the 3000. You want it spread out amongst these. So if I was to add these up, which I'm not going to do, but if I was like, I mean, just roughly we're like 838, 458, 293, 1461, 581, 343. If I was to just take those top six, it would be still under 3000. Okay. Now the other thing that I would do is I would move, move over to the reviews. I would look at them. 221 reviews is the first one. 17 reviews is the second. Third is 162. The fourth one is 467. And the fifth one is 1321. And then the next one is five. And the next one is 13. The next one is 62. So the reviews, they're okay. The 1321, there's only one of those. Every other one is under 500. So I'm cool with that. Then I would look at the price and the price is between 23 bucks and 38, 48 bucks, something like that. Um, they, they range, it looks like from 23 to, well, it looks like even up as high as 49.99, but the one that's selling the most 1461, guess what? $15.91. So that's probably why. So I would kind of eliminate that one. I wouldn't even want to compete with that one because it's competing on price, right? So again, the depth just isn't there for me. Now, if all those numbers checked out and I thought that there was demand for it, I would look at the reviews. If the reviews look like I can compete with those, then I would also look at the rating of the reviews. Now, again, I'm looking at a screenshot right now. You can't see this. Um, I will go ahead and post this in this particular episode though. So you can check that out at uh, episode 120 three and uh, you can see exactly what I'm looking at here but it's basically like I said looking at a screenshot or I'm looking at Jungle Scout the extension for Google Chrome so when you're looking through all of these ideas or different products by using this tool you're able to see this stuff like instantly if you can hear me if you can hear me click you know, it's literally that fast. I mean, so then we can get to see all this data before I was always doing this manual. And again, Greg made this, this, uh, software for his own, his own, uh, you know, use. And then he rolled it out. Obviously we all know that. And he's got a web app now that actually gets product ideas and all that cool stuff. So yeah. So anyway, back to Barry Kane that actually posted this and he writes in there, yay or nay. I would say this is Scott's pick. It's kind of like we're picking the, the game for the week. Uh, mine is nay. I would stay away from that particular product. Personally, that's what I would do. Doesn't mean you have to. You could probably still do it, probably get a few sales, um, maybe even 10 sales a month, maybe even 20. I don't know, but the demand is just not deep enough for me. All right, so that is that, what I wanted to talk about there. Again, let's just do a quick little recap. Remember that when you're going out there and trying to compete, especially moving forward with your own products, you wanna think about the market, You want to think about what the market wants, what it needs, and how you can serve that market, all right? So again, let me just go over them really quick. Number one, you can use bundles and accessories. Number two, you can position it to a certain market. Three, you can go after oversized items. Four, you can go after high-priced items. Five, create your own customized product, your own mold, your own design, all of that, okay? And just remember, just on that last little exercise I did, Make sure the depth is there and make sure that the price and the margins are there, 
Okay. So that is it. That is pretty much going to wrap up this episode. I probably should mention this as well, because I know some of you, maybe you're brand new and you haven't heard about Jungle Scout or you just heard me mention it. Um, There is a web app that he has now. And there's also an extension where you're literally in Google Chrome and this will do it for you just by clicking a button when you're inside of Amazon. If you wanted to check that out, I am an affiliate for it. So I would get a small commission. You would buy me a cup of coffee, which a lot of you have already done. And I thank you for that. You guys all know I love my coffee. So uh, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Jungle Scout. There's a discount over there for you as well. There's also, if you sign up for the web app, you get additional uh, products that you can track because I believe there's 40 you can track a month. I believe it's 60 if you go through the Amazing Seller link. He's got a special there for us. It's just an awesome app. And he's an awesome guy, by the way, too. He's been on the show, episode 56. And uh, He's just been a really, really good resource as well. So uh, that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. I hope that this has been helpful. I want you guys to definitely succeed, and I want you to realize that, yes, there's a lot of people coming in the market, but it doesn't mean you can't go out there and compete in that market, all right? I never said it was going to be easy, okay? It's going to take work. It's going to take you know effort. It's going to take patience, all right? But you have to get through it, and you have to go through these, these different stages, and hopefully by going through these five tips, it'll give you some ideas and some inspiration as far as what you can do. So this way here, it can differentiate yourself from everyone else that's inside the Amazon platform, all right? So that's it, guys. That's going to pretty much wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. Remember, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. I believe in you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, let's say it together. Let's say it loud. Let's say it proud. (laughs) I like that. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.